Test, test, test. All right. Oh, that's a little hot. It's a little hot. Guest today, Stephen. Stephen Malvin, we're rolling, dude. Whoa. How do you feel? Wonderful. I'm a little hot. I can't get my levels right. Stephen, where are your levels at? My levels are pretty good, I think. Like emotionally or like verbal? All of it. (laughs) All of it. All right. So, yeah, the guest today on the Eric Lang Show, Stephen Malvin. Stephen, you're, uh, I feel like a lot of people probably just know everything already about you. Do you think? I think there's some, there's some things people don't know about you. You, you and I kind of stand for the same thing, would you say? Sure. In what area? <laughs> what part of our lives? Just like, uh, you know, the, uh, the dark side of golf. Yeah. Um... You, have, you, you have a company and you have a brand called Malvin Golf. Yes. That's how people will know you. Yeah. But you're kind of like a secret behind it. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't know, you know, like you or something. You're, you know, like, like you're, not, you're not the brand. The name is the brand. So uh, I guess there's two ways you could do it, right? You can have you be the brand, like yourself, or you <laughs> Gee, could what's the that brand like? be the brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's two ways of doing it. But uh, yeah, doing the same thing, I think that there's what you're doing is great and it's attracting new people and it's showing people how authentic and awesome golf is on even more, you know, bizarre ways than I ever even thought of. Right. Um, you mean, are you referring to adventures in golf? Yeah. Right. Just it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. Right. Which is, which is really good. Um, and anything to interest new people and get people excited about the dying sport of, uh, it's not dying. It's not that we got coffee. You didn't want a coffee? I'll take one. A mirror broke yeah. coffee. Thank you. Sure. A little sugar. Guys, I got to just start off with I'm, I fucked up again. No paleo cookies. I'm sorry. Two days in a row on Two that. Two days in a row, yeah. <laughs> but, but why do you say it's dying, Stephen? The, there's, I, I think it's dying just let alone. It's not dying. There's a massive room for opportunity to, to grow the game. Right. Right. It hasn't been growing or if it has, it's just been trying to catch up to massive, you know, let down in audiences and such. Right. Um, One, the last time golf was really big, you know, is Tiger Woods. Right. Right. And so that's one golfer, one person, you know, putting a massive amount of gasoline on the fire and turning up the, the game of golf where what happened then when Tiger was winning every week and that dominance and all of that, like, so I feel like if someone doesn't start helping more and we're all waiting for the next tiger, it's going to be another 30 years of letdown. And I don't think that any of the players now on tour or any of the ones that are coming are going to do what he did. It's, it's almost impossible. It's impossible. It, it, it would be, they would need to be some new race. They would need 100%. to be better than Tiger and more know. angry, yeah. you know, yeah. like all of that. They would just need to be more of everything. Mm-hmm. Like they would almost need to be like a John Daly type polarizing character. That's like just, just beyond better than golf. Yes. Like, like, like a, you know, like a grand slam at 19. Yeah. Or, or being really, really, really good at golf and winning tournaments and grand slam and all that. And having like a tattoo across their Adam's apple and come out onto the putting green <laughs> in Augusta and like, you know, Fucking robes well, and, well, this, and uh, flats. Well, this new thing with the walk-on music that's starting soon. Do you think yeah. that's going to help uh, bring in a younger crowd? Or no, I think that 
That's like a band-aid. It's just not going to work. There's not, I don't see anyone on any, anything I'm looking at from big brands or from media companies or people who sit in boardrooms and say like, we got to diversify the game. We got to get the game younger. We got to do this. Like, you know, the original T programs and all of these things there, that's great, right? It gets kids decent at golf at a really young age when it's a easy time to get good at it. But they're going to, a lot of them are going to do what a lot of other kids do is quit when they're like 16, 17, and then pick it back up at 33, like I did. <laughs> Same so time. that's what's going to happen, right? right? It's, their parents can make them do it only for so long. Right. And then when they dip, it, it doesn't help anything when they leave. Right. So it's like, how do you make them not leave? And I don't know if that's, I don't know how it's going to be done. 100%, I wake up every day and think about it and just, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah. Interesting. In running this business and like, sticking to just growing the game and thinking of like, how can we do it? And also it's like, you know, no one likes an easy competition. So like, I want to try to do something for the next 20 years of my life. That's hard, right? It's very difficult. So you could wake up every day and you could wake up every night in the middle of the night and fucking worry about it too, because there's a lot to worry about. So it's not dead. It's not dying. I think it's just, it needs to be rethought through like seeing you at Wilshire. Like that's just like a huge opportunity blown. What do you like, mean? There was very little oh, people there. He's referring to we went to the LPGA this weekend yes. and we were watching. And what was the opportunity you saw missed? You way more people, right? Like where are people? Mm-hmm. Where are like where are my people? There are, there aren't any. Where are my fucking people? Your people weren't there. You know, <laughs> I was like, I think I unless I had two personalities, <laughs> there were two of us. Yeah, I mean. To zoom out for a second, I, I think what's what I'm kind of chuckling on the inside because I'm reminded of I feel like the multiple times that Stephen, you and I have been invited to a brand's sort of brainstorming party in exchange for some free shit. Yeah. Which here's my thought on it: like I don't think golf is dying. I think golf brands are struggling to make money off of golfers, but I think golf is a, you know, I mean I've said it, but I think golf is like an experience that we have that you and I will never lose. And in some sense, we are going against the stream, which is what makes you know you successful. I would you you do you feel like you're successful? Yeah, I'm very happy, have a nice life. Yeah, so Great I mean, family. I think like you know to say golf is dying, it's like no, golf ratings are dying, golf brands are not selling clubs, golf apparel companies are struggling to you know empty out their warehouses. But like, I don't give a fuck about that. That's not golf. Golf is literally it's not even a tea time. You know, I almost feel like golf in some sense is like a YouTube video that you can just play over and over and over. It's free. You know, like, Mm -hmm. do you ever watch old tournaments on YouTube? Yeah, of course. Like, that's golf. Every time our simulator goes down, (laughs) you know, immediately that's where we're going. But look, it's like, I think I get as a father and having a um, six-year-old now, Remington, who plays golf, and I do U.S. Kids Golf Great kid. I've already corrupted him a little bit, and I feel bad. Yeah, you've played with him. Um he, if something doesn't change, he's going to quit when he's 16 as well. Interesting. That's the way I really think about it. Whoa. And I don't really want him to. No. Because it is awesome. So I don't want to have to like beg him to come play golf with me when he's 20. Right. When he's like really good at golf. <laughs> yeah, I'll kick you know? your ass. Well, like, come kick my ass, please. Just hang out with Pops. Right, right. But he's not going to want to. No. Because it's not, you know, if Travis Scott and Kendrick Lamar and, you know, Steph Curry are golfing, 
there'll be more younger people that are going to be more interested in keep golfing rather than stop. Right. And, um, I don't know, man, I love it. I, I'm at the soul of golf and all that. Like, that's what I love. That's what I'm doing it for to play golf as much as I can to stay embedded in the golf world as much as I possibly can, not only for me, but for my family. But at the same time, recognizing that there is struggles of getting new people interested in the golf. Right. Puts us in a very fun place as a brand, um, as a retail space, the, all of it. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, definitely the experience because we met like a while ago, like remember we met on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I remember I followed you and I was like, man, so I got these dope vintage pics of MJ playing golf. And I remember just being like, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And then one of them, you tagged in LA and I was like, you're in LA. And I was like, I'm in LA. And then we hung out. And then I remember you were like, yeah, I'm going to do a space. I'm going to have a simulator. And I was like, Whoa, crazy. Like what? I never even thought of that. Like, cause you know, the golf industry is so big. You know, a driving range is like a huge fucking piece of land or, you know, in Koreatown, it's a top of a building. But, you know, the, other than like an annoying golf like uh, shop, how many other businesses out there are like yours? I don't know. Not <laughs> like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, listen, I started an apparel business. I started making clothes because um, so I've been addicted to golf three times, basically, like complete golf bug three times in my life. Once when I was like 10 or 11 till I was 16. Once when I put myself through art school in Atlanta and I was caddying. So I was playing in, on Mondays and I could gamble with the other caddies. So then I would practice a couple of days a week. Where was that? Atlanta. Nice. In Atlanta. A nice course? Yeah. And I was, I was caddying at, um, at Atlanta National, but we would also do like when the tours would come through or different member members and things so i would get to do multiple courses and then i would start playing with other people's courses blah 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 <clears throat> so then i got hired as a art director i started a media company i started publishing books and magazines in art school in atlanta frank this is frank frank 151 yeah, yeah. So very popular mostly skate culture or skate and in fashion and art and weirdo shit and right. uh, just right. bugged out kind of but starting it before the internet and then publishing digitally you know, doing different deals. And it's been like 15 years, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So we've published English, Chinese, Portuguese, Japanese, French. You can we, read all those languages? I can. <laughs> I can write them. I can write them as well. <laughs> so got hired as an ad agency, at an ad agency in Atlanta, working for Coca-Cola, different big brands like that, and learned like marketing and advertising and stuff based off being an art director coming from a storyteller of a publisher and a graphic designer blah 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 right so um that's like that's the, what got me to california that's the golden road right i mean that's typically you do your editorial so you can make money off of brands right as a publisser that's how they make money right yeah 100%. and so you've taken that now and transformed it that's into, my background right um my wife also is my partner and so she started a, a very successful business erica we yeah. share a similar name yeah, Erica. And uh, so she started a business called The Now. The Now is a massage boutique. There's uh, four of them in L.A. where she's opened them up and they're all doing very well. So that whole retail experience uh, plus like, you know, my understanding of like making products and selling products and marketing products is what combined has got us where we are in a short period of time. Yeah. As, like, as a brand. How short would you say? Because I mean, when you were, there was a period of time where you were probably what, for lack of a better analogy, like basically existing, making an online media company just through Instagram, right? 
I started the Instagram as a mood board for a company. I had no fucking clue what I was going to no do. No shit. And it was just and called Melbourne Golf. you know, Golf. we have 30,000 followers. And, um, and it was just called Melbourne Golf because yeah. that came to I didn't know what else. That. Because the third time I got addicted to golf, <laughs> I was partying. And my wife was like, you know, you're partying. And I said, okay, well, you're pregnant. We're pregnant together. I won't have the baby. I won't drink or party until you have the baby. We're in this together. Boom. So now I'm out of the doghouse immediately. And then I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? So I thought 90 AA meetings in 90 days, different things like that, <laughs> and decided to go play golf 100 days instead. So I was waking no up at 5.36 in the morning. I was having breakfast, you know, Pacific Palisades and like right. geeked up about golf. So it took like four or five days until I'm like doing flyovers on the computer and um, picking out what clubs. Like I could hit four iron here to leave me in 90 yards. Just right being a complete golf nut. So then therefore I started and I kept putting images of my golfing mine on my personal Instagram and everyone's like, stop already. Like we don't know who Greg Norman is. We don't care. Put photos of your kids, put photos of art, like Frank, what are you doing? Right. Right. So I started an Instagram followed like a thousand golf Instagrams so that I could just always nerd out and like take in as much golf content as I possibly could through Instagram as a channel. That's smart. And then I just started. That's like, it becomes your TV. Yeah, it becomes your TV for golf. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get my cell phone and charge it? Thank you. A little uh, ad break. need to charge my iPhone X. (laughs) Well, I'm curious. What were some of the things that immediately either turned you off about golf culture or that you thought needed to be changed as you were sort of learning about the sport? When I was 15? Yeah. My grandmother didn't date golfers. My mom didn't date golfers. My wife didn't date golfers. That's... They all headed to like the football quarterback or the surfer or the you know skateboarder guy or the whatever. But it wasn't like the golf guys were getting you know lines of cute chicks trying to date them no. in my school. Still not, I would say. Couldn't imagine, right? So there was a lot of other things that were more attractive than hitting balls on the driving range for nine hours a day by myself. <laughs> <laughs> really rubbing okay, my hands, yeah. Yeah, like that's it. I mean, I think what's interesting is, you know, you like you talk about uh, all these different demographics, right? Just there. Like and I mean, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, what's it's like, I don't know when I walk through an airport and I see someone wearing a golf brand, I feel like I could literally go up and talk to them about anything. I you, do. You do. I do. Holy shit. You're my fucking hero. I, do, dude. Dude. I mean, look, it, what do you do? You literally walk up. Well, what's your what's your start? Do you, I mean, do you actually do it or you say you do it? Do you know Mark Wirtz? Yes. Okay. He's a member of my club. He's a member of your club. He's, his kids went to school with my kids at preschool. Okay. So right around the, around the corner from your place on Coenga, Wagon right. Wheel, my kids went to school. I've run into you on that corner. Yes. Many mornings. Dropping the kids off yeah, <laughs> while you're going to hit balls. <laughs> actually, I go to the gym at that hour. I'm working and out. And then hit balls. And then I hit a few balls. Then you put a couple. Right? <laughs> and then I play a quick nine. So I saw Mark, and he's wearing all white Titleist outfit, like white Titleist pants, yes. white Titleist shirt, yes. proper, right? Put together. He's super into Japanese culture. He's awesome. Yeah. So I said to him, "Nice white Titleist pants," you know. Right. And he right. looked at me. He's like, "Japan exclusive." Oh, did he? No shit. Of course. Amazing. And Mark owns American Rag, and he's super fast. American Rag icon. is a is a huge store on in the middle of Hollywood. That's like a it's like an eBay the in person pioneer type yeah. fashion guy. Yeah. yeah, it's really wild. But yeah, I I do. I mean, look, like so going back to getting a hook for the third time. So I started playing every single morning, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, I'm playing like all the municipal courses with strangers. Right, right. Right. And I'm begging my friends to play, and no one plays. 
None of your friends played. No. That is a sorry place, you know? No one it from sucks. thousands of people that I know. Yeah. No one played. Four people, maybe. Right. But what it's if, like, dude, I gotta work. What about you, you have know, a, <laughs> your four texts come you, back quick? You have a lot of friends now that play that aren't your typical golfer. Did you not know them yet or did they not get into golf yet? Both. Wow. Both. Yeah. So you've 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 been in some way grown the game, maybe just by fifteen people. Uh, <laughs> just yeah. by your local friends. Uh, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Right. How do you try to get people into golf? How do you get them excited about it? What do you say? Mm, good question. The only way that I think it's possible to do it is like I can't do any barely anything by myself. That's I'm just me, right? But if you can leverage like big corporations and their players and their athletes and you pair, you know, Puma golf guys with Interscope guys that happen to golf at Calabasas and you put them together and you make content, you show the world that like wow, these people actually are a little cooler than I thought. And these other people actually like a sport that's a lot cooler than I thought. You really have to branch two worlds together. Yeah, and it's like one little brand like ourselves. Like, that's great, you know. But if you need support from corporations that have a lot of money that give a lot to the game. Because everyone's waiting to how it's going to happen. But, like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I mean, I could sit and wait like everyone else. And, you know, the odds are Remington's out. Right. But one person by themselves can't do it, and golf by itself can't do it. So, like mixing the worlds of athletes and entertainers with golfers and such is helpful. Justin well, Bieber golfing and following Bubba around or whatever is more helpful than like Patrick Reed winning the Masters. Well, I was surprised to read that in the article. Justin Bieber loves golf. Yeah, He's like, not... does he really love golf? He loves it. Just stop great swing. Great really? swing. Yeah, he, he loves it for as much as a kid his age is going to love it. Like, right. he grew up golfing in Canada, for sure. Right. You know, and he can hit the ball good, whatever. Does he like that, you know, he's so busy he can't think. Right. And find enough time to golf and not have, like, you know, yeah. How but great is that? Schoolboy Q golfs every day. No, I don't even know who that is, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I like him. Schoolboy Q. sure he's a friend. I think, you know, one of the things, like, you talk about being busy. Like, I've been feeling kind of busy recently. And, like, the idea of just going out there and playing and leaving the phone behind, like, there are very few activities in life where you can actually justify that, you know, putting the phone down. Maybe a movie. But this is, like, well, I think one of the things, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but we've played golf together several times. And the thing I love about playing golf with you is, I mean, among all the other things, you are, like, fully attracted to the flora and the fauna of the golf world. Like, like you'll hit, like you'll make a birdie and then immediately go walk off into the woods and start photographing a wolf or something. Of course. You know, and that's something that golf really is that I can't think of another sport that offers you that. Can you right now, can you name another sport where you can just be completely in nature like that? I actually can't. You could be in the red road on the golf course, you know, what's the red red road? road. What's the red road? Native Americans in America were had a red road. It was their religion. So that the religion was, Basically, animals are coming into your life for different reasons, and they all have a different meaning on what you can take about that or whatever you're thinking in your head. Here's the answer because a hummingbird just flew by the window, and that means something. Or if a, you know, raccoon ran across the window, it would mean a totally different thing (laughs) to American (laughs) Indians, right? That's scary. (laughs) Yeah. So then you start once you start understanding it and, and doing it, then it's a constant. Um, animals coming into your life and being Whoa. like, oh my God, that means this, da, 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 that question I had earlier, it's answered, right? Wait, so the animal like uh, animal affinity talk. for you is a, is a bit Native American? 100%. It's like shamanistic. And growing up and doing like 
hunting for arrowheads and carving duck decoys. I grew up on a farm in Virginia Beach, Whoa. on the beach. I don't think I quite realized that. Yeah, man. What's the heritage of Melbourne? It's a good mix. It's like, it's got to be some French, right? Yeah, French, English, Italian, yeah, American Indian. Now, at what point did you decide not to be a movie star? Because I literally feel like you could. You've got the stature, you've got the face, you've got the, you know, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's never too late, you know what I mean? You got any ideas? <laughs> I'm building up here, I'm building up. Right, this is your real. I'm in LA, you know? What do you, uh, what's your favorite, like, uh, let's talk Instagram, like, what's your favorite uh, account to follow? Eric Anders Lang? No. <laughs> I can't follow I like, myself. like, photo ones like Channing Benjamin and those, like, oh, yeah. beautiful He's art. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you like the art of the course. I enjoy that the most, flipping through. But then I obviously love like Golf Digest, so I don't have to watch Golf Channel, and I can be up on everything. <laughs> Amazing! So you, <laughs> you just know? flip through the stories, and you're just like, "I got mm-hmm. it, I got it, I got it." I'm watching it all, dude. I'm just realizing something. It is really funny because, in a way, you are the. Do people describe you as like the street style of golf? I don't think people have any idea. Right. But but it would it wouldn't be that out of the question for me to say oh you're kind of like the urban Merging streetwear with golf sure yeah, I've heard that and what's really funny to me is that it seems like the things that you love most about golf are like the peace and quiet it's almost like it uh, is. You, you know I mean that's really interesting it is. has that seemed like a sort of a dichotomy to you at all well more people more young people care about streetwear than they do about like Under Armour fit right. So it's all fault goes back to like our mission, you know? So it's like being on Fairfax, there's a reason to be on Fairfax. And the fact that I have a background of working with thousands of artists and publishing content for myself and for big corporate accounts like Toyota, all of those people are in my network. So that's automatically going to happen. If you're not familiar, Stephen, your shop is on Fairfax in LA, which is a block and a half from Supreme, Mm -hmm. uh, two blocks from uh, Tyler, the creator's shop. Mm-hmm. So, did, does it annoy you that his shop is just called? No, golf? I love it. You love it. I love you it. Love of course, it. I love it. I love you him. You were there before. I you love were there him. a year before him. I've known him since he was twelve. He doesn't play golf, though. I asked him. He said, yeah, nah, "No, fuck that." It's a joke on golf. He told me his email was tylerthecreator at gmail dot com, and I'm pretty sure that's not true. Yeah, I remember Probably walking it. by that store a month ago. I was like, I was about to approach Eric about it. <laughs> nothing to do with golf. So <laughs> yeah, it's probably it. <laughs> but he did. He did a series of uh, of videos. Did you see these? Where he on goes to the driving range. And he like pretends to be a golf expert with like kind of like yeah. a and, and, and he's like it was gray hair, you know. And it's like he's the the what you know the problem is like even like um, Patrick Reed went on to the morning show or something, right? And um, Ryan dressed up as a golfer. Oh my goodness, Ryan Seacrest. Yes, I need to see a photo of this. Look at it. Can you pull up a photo? It's of like it? that's where we are. Like right. just look at his outfit. Right. It's either aerobics clothes, oh, no. and you can look like you're working out on a golf course. Or it's what Ryan is so, wearing. Let's zoom out a little bit and talk about like. Let's first talk about men's fashion. Why do you? Why was I brought up with this feeling that I'm not allowed to like care about my clothes? Did you have that? No. I was brought up feeling like it's it, like I shouldn't actually put any attention into my outfit and I should just wear whatever. Where did I get that from? Who knows? I had I know where I got mine away from that. There were these group of people who were, I was um, who were influential in my life, like marketing dudes, and these guys that started the um, Lyricist Lounge, like this rap thing where Biggie and all these people started their careers in New York. And they took me to like Neiman Marcus in Jersey or something when I was living in New York, and they were like, "We only wear five fifties and up." 
Whoa, what does that mean? The jeans? $550 oh. shoes. What? So if your shoes aren't, this is Prada days. This is like when <laughs> rappers are wearing Pradas, right? So like right. if your shoes aren't worth 550 you shouldn't even have got them, you know? That's insane. And then there's, yeah, they're like, I lived in New York. I lived in Atlanta. And like, yeah, you, I think you have to care. Right. It's a big statement what you wear. You know what I mean? Like whether you care about it or not, you're making a statement. Yeah. So if you dress, you know, hippies and out this, that, and the other, that's what the, that's how you're going to get interacted with at coffee bean. Right. Right. Yeah. Or if you dress like a suit, you'll get another response from a guy like you, right, you know, right, like right. you're not even going to talk to the suit, the heavy guy, you might it give depends. him a little sub, bro. It, it depends. At Starbee, at, at Starbucks. It, yeah. It depends if the suit has a check with my name on it. And <laughs> <laughs> at Starbucks, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny cause I, I do really, um, like having you know my my teen years like i was like oh i don't care about like um you know clothing or whatever or fashion or anything like that and then to now come into it and literally when i travel i don't really spend money on anything uh, i don't buy anything uh, other than clothes i buy and i'll buy way more clothes than i should um you know but i just uh, cool yeah i love it i mean it, to me it's like uh it's the canvas you know, it's exactly. like each day, you know, you have like a Lego sculpture on your body. That's my so my friends in, in Paris, they're like, you know, they wake up and they're like, today I'm going to go this style. Whoa. And it's like head to toe. Whoa. That style. Crush it. Do you do that or what do you do? You, I do that some. Yeah. Today I'm going like this style. Today yeah. you're like low key, but also business. Hobo chic. So, so to give you an idea at home, you got blue suede vans. You got maroon sweatpants that look like pants. I'm confused. Are yeah. they very expensive? I feel like. Well, for sure. Five fifty. Five fifty. Malvin golf socks. Oh, you know, got, got Malvin golf socks. socks. And then we have a Malvin Still, golf um, crew neck sweatshirt with a polo underneath. With a polo underneath. And a pair of uh, Garrett lights. Somewhere. Garrett lights somewhere. Yeah, Garrett lights. I can't do the Garrett lights. Oliver they look. Peoples? They look great on my fucking face. But when they smash on the ground, I experience death and mm -hmm. I can't do it. Five fifties and up. Five fifties. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I like, what are the glasses I wear? I wear, you know, I'm not going to tell you what kind of glasses right. I wear. Yeah. They didn't pay me to say it, but I like to glass hundred dollars and below is actually how I do glasses, mm -hmm. you know, but not Warby Parkers. Cause those are like, do you like polarized lenses? No. I hate polarized lenses. Yeah. I don't do that. They fuck my shit up all the time. Only when, uh, like deep sea fishing. Do you do a lot of that? I do. You know, I've, I'm not really into fishing, like, per se, but a lot of people say golf and fishing are very Deep similar. Deep sea fishing is pretty fun. Yeah, because you're catching, what, 300-pound tuna? It's action. If you're catching action. shit, it is action-packed <laughs> afternoon or morning. You know, fishing in the creek over here, catching little fish, I'm not so into it. But, into but it. that deep sea, you know, trolling and catching who knows what. Right. You're seeing the water explode. Yeah. It's like a novel. It's amazing. You're, you're like, like pouring water on each other's heads yeah. by reeling this thing in for two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping like, it going. That's like plumbing. That's like The Old Man in the Sea, my favorite book. Have you ever read that book? Mm -mm. Dude. I Dude, need to. you got to read it. You're going to write it down? I thought you were going to write it down. Is it please he pull just wrote it down. Did you write it down? <laughs> Steven. Who, what is Scott's job? Is Scott's job? Okay, he's the assistant. All right. He's sitting in the corner. Taking um, notes. <laughs> if, the, if the lights were off, it would look like he was a prisoner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a chair over here if you want. He's not. He's not. He's not allowed to sit at the table with Steven. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> an unwritten rule. 
man. Yeah, but the old man in the sea, you got it, dude. It's a quick one too. I'm, I hate reading. I don't even. I don't even read contracts. I've heard about it. I just signed. <laughs> what happened to your mic, Jeff? I don't know. Did I just my mic went out there? Oh, there you oh, there Has your go. mic been that low the whole time? I thought it was higher before. Have there you been go. here the whole time? Jeff. <laughs> Jeff was on Jeff was on sabbatical for like a month. What happened, Jeff? Yeah, you were traveling. You were at the Masters. Where have you, you been? Were, uh, Jeff's my hype man. I've been behind the scenes. Jeff's my hype man. How many followers do I have right now, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, don't say it. Don't say it. It's gonna change by the time you <laughs> What uh Jeff just went to the driving range of the day for the first time. He went to a rancho and I was thinking you know, what would be fun is I was thinking, me and Jeff or anybody else, we should grab some mics and go to the driving range with Jeff and see what the experience is like. Because, you know, he has the unique ability to, with virgin eyes, experience golf. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's I a mean, title right there. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <with> virgin eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun to go down there. I mean, it's scary. Really, Just face uh, it. It's scary. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you have to understand all the rules and the mechanics of everything, but uh, once you get into it, you get into it. Yeah, so I hit I about know. eighty golf balls. It was eighty. A lot of fun. Yeah. Have a you lot. been back? No, I've not been back yet. So it's like hard Makes to like. Sense. You got to make the commitment. <laughs> I'm paying. Of him. course, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Well, I mean, it's too I fucking I hard. Any clubs? So I got to. Yeah, you know, it's you all rent of a the above. For a few bucks and, the, a lot know. of there's a lot blocking him from becoming a very golfer and loving golf like we do. There's a lot stopping him. Yeah. yeah. You mean, are you going back to the original discussion? Yeah. Culturally? Well, no, not culturally. It's I mean, just you like... You like go to a basketball court. You're easy, you know, ball. Hoop, you could at least, you yeah. can at least uh, get, a, get a, a rebound or two. Yeah. But right? let's, let's go back to... Uh, you and I, I guess, have a lot more in common than I thought as far as like... You know, because I only got into golf in the third phase. Of mm-hmm. your of your your example of one two and three, I never played as a kid. I never worked in golf. I shunned it with a vehement like mm-hmm. anger and resentment, even though it hadn't really done anything to me. I just didn't like it, um, or at least I, what I thought it was. And then, um, yeah, like I I had gotten sober a while ago, and like I was looking. I don't know. I just like tried it. I mean, the story's obvious, but like I tried it, and then it literally became my like drug. Is whose phone is on? Is that mine? It was my phone. My phone was pl- I Hang on, I'm going to turn my phone off because it's really annoying. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you, you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Anyway, I got addicted. And you know... Golf is a very addictive game. Go. You. Yeah. Like I said, I I stopped playing golf for 10 years and then 20 years and then started playing. And after like four days, I was as addicted as I've ever been. Why? Why is that? Because it's impossible to do it. It's just nearly impossible to do it. And you to you. I think the, the emotional release that you get when you do a heroic thing is it's very hard to match that in any other thing I've ever done in my life. So if I take, you know, if we're, if we're playing and we're gambling and it's coming into the last three holes. And if I have three birdies in a row, I leave on a high that's like way better than any other high I'm going to get from like anything right now. And, or any drug at that, you know, it's like having a baby is like that level of like, Doing the impossible, which is birdie in the last three holes, right? For money, pressure, you know, 
I think you it's actually did that. Against, you did like, that against me. I hope. And I was just like, how the fuck did you? It literally birdied every hole. Is this like your stick? No, this last couple holes, two, couple, three holes, couple. not all of them. Right, it was two. Yeah, and after I had three doubles on the front, you know, <laughs> just about to press, and you know you're going to take it. That's home. the best feeling for me. You're, and, and, and even just on the driving range, like by myself hitting balls at the back of a driving range, it's almost a similar feeling. Just when I hit it perfect, right? When I just pure any shot, it's just like oh, I want to do that again. I want to do that again. It's like I hit a crack, you know? Right, right. It is like I hit a crack. I wonder if there's a way to market it like that. Smoke crack. You could do drug rehabs, drug and alcohol rehab facilities on golf courses just to, and just basically like, dude, stop smoking answer. crack. Whoa. Start doing this. Well, I'm going to delete that part of the podcast. Yeah. That's fucking good. It's good. I've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah, it's tough. Plan together. It's yeah. tough. It's yeah. called, you could call it a new addiction. It's exactly. Welcome to a you new gotta addiction. You just got to switch the addiction, yeah. you know? And Your admission price is $250,000. And you get, you know... Covered by insurance. Sean Foley. <laughs> Sean Foley will work on your swing. Sean Foley will DJ the whole experience. You yeah. know, he's a big DJ. That's great. He grew up as a DJ. I like him. And then got into golf. He's a good guy. You know, I met him once. A year and a half later, I ran into him on a bus at a golf tournament. And he was like, hey, Eric. And I was like. It sounded like a bus, like a, from downtown LA <laughs> no, bus. No, <laughs> no like, like in speed with, uh, with Sandra Bullock. No, it wasn't that bus. It was just, yeah, no, it was like a shuttle bus. It sounded way more interesting mm-hmm. than it was. But you're, you're a really good golfer, Steven. Thank you. you have a handicap? No. Come on. I just on. play even. You even. just play. You don't play we'll off scratch. We'll play even. <laughs> That's a Hollywood handicap. How about the Hollywood handicapping system? Are you aware of this? Mm-mm. If you're they famous, they worry better. If you're famous, you're always scratch. You know about a six handicap? If someone says they're a six, what does it mean? you're fucked. Because they're either a 12 or a two, but you have no idea. <laughs> you know what my handicap is, actually, Stephen? Six. I'm a six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 12 or a two. Right now, I'm playing to a seven, though, so that even works out more in my favor. You like to play in pro-ams? You get invited uh, to a lot of pro-ams? You're a golf celebrity, uh, right? No. You, you, no. I haven't gotten invited to one. Why not? You no, fill that's the bullshit. speed. You get all the seats. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any room. <laughs> me and Me and hair. Stu. Me and me Stu don't hair. get a spot. Uh, right. Uh, Stu. No, but we're doing a, um, a, 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 a Mob and Golf M.M. golf tournament. Hit me with it. Jaeger Meiser presents... 36 two-man teams, two men and women teams at uh, Industry Hills, June 3rd. I'll be there. It's kind of like an invitational. You're invited. But there's a great group of people. If people are listening and they want to go, how do they go? Is I don't it, know. Is it, yeah, I don't know. It's full. Uh, so far, that's attending. It's full. Just Eric. more movie star quality. Steven's like, I don't know. Don't come. Don't come. <laughs> <I'm> a, don't come. <laughs> Next year, we're going to do 144 teams. So hey, do, you we'll ever throw, do you ever throw parties at your house? I've never been to your house. My son, Luciano's turning uh, eight. We're doing a big one. Can Only kids parties. You it's like, are I'm a totally creep. invited. Can I come? Really? Can I come? Yeah. All right. Big deal. Dude. When is it? It's a big deal. Is it the same day as the Jägermeister party? <laughs> no, it's like in May sometime. All right. May 18th or something. Do you like to travel? I don't like. I love do you, it. Where do you like to go? I like to go golfing. Right? <laughs> Mostly like golf trips. Yeah. Snowboard trips, golf trips, beach you, trips. You just went somewhere rad, didn't you? Montana. You just, Montana. Beautiful. And what was this? Just like a family trip, right? Yellowstone Club, family trip, stayed with some friends from Canada. It's Did you bring the sticks? Beautiful house. No, it's snowing. Oh, that's we right. Because it's winter time right now. Yeah. There you go. We were snowboarding, but, uh, you know, I went and played in uh, Augusta. I went and played when I went to Orlando for the Mer- You played Sage the- Valley? Yeah. How was that? Amazing. That looked like, I followed that day and it looked pretty no, um, debaucherous it's would be the word place. maybe. It's a good place. 
<laughs> that's a really good place. Then I but when I left Orlando, I went and played Metalist and those ones in West Palm. Right. So I like to go to good golf stuff. Um, Have you ever played overseas? Band Dunes. Band of the Dunes. I played in Asia. That's a weird trip, huh? Where in Tokyo Manila, or Japan? In Manila. Manila. For like a week with my Erica's family. <laughs> What's That's going amazing. on in Manila? <clears throat> my wife grew up in Beverly Hills, Bel Air area here. And then when she was like 10, they moved back to Manila. Her father's Filipino, Spanish Filipino. And her no, she's um, white. I always assumed she was Middle Eastern. Yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a question. It's a definite. Um, Definitely not. There's a few things she could be. Right, <laughs> but she is Filipino and no shit. Uh, at least a quarter Filipino. What's her maiden name? Luciano. Oh, oh, the same name as your son. That's good. Yeah, so but Luciano's played. Italian. What's well, going on here? No, Luciano's Spanish. Spanish Philippines. Ah. So the Spaniards are big in Philippines. So it was like a Spanish colony in the Philippines. They like took it over or something. Fuck, they did. That's awesome. And so, um, anyway. I just read something that for twenty eight or twenty nine hundred bucks, you get plane tickets, ten nights lodging, and ten <laughs> and ten rounds of golf with three caddies. Wait a minute, wait. Let's right break, now in the Philippines, let's, let's break this down. Think of that. Twenty nine hundred dollars barely gets you to Japan. Yes, it's and you're going like farther. World trip. You can't even... Do you have a plane seat or is it like? That's you, what I was thinking. Twenty nine hundred dollars, ten nights accommodation, ten and rounds ten of golf, dollars. and three caddies. The, you For might one? have six caddies. It depends on who you're Whatever playing. it is. The caddies just, are coming out in the Philippines. That's an impossible deal. Like, when is it? What's the window? I don't know. Let's go. I learned from... Do you want to go, Stephen? Yeah, I'm not even yeah, kidding. I'll do that for sure. Like a golf ten trip? 10 days, 10 nights like, you travel around You Manila. could make money on that deal. Like, think about it. You could actually make money on that deal just by like... I don't know. How could you make money on that deal? Let's just go. You know, actually, Jeff, do you want to go to the Philippines? I got a great deal for you. <laughs> <laughs> Give Seven, me something to practice. $7,000. You can, you can go. I'll pocket some of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. What, uh, you, you're a great businessman. What, tell me some of the business tips that you've learned, some great advice you've been given in your life. Um, one thing I learned when I was young, and I think it's been always been helpful, but my dad showed me this, like, printed out some piece of paper type of thing. So my dad grew up as a, a farmer, literally, in Virginia, right? Pigs, uh, soybeans, wheat, corn, you know, massive land, hunting, horses. Like like 50 acres, 20 acres? A lot, I don't know. It's like the biggest pork producer on the East Coast. And Whoa. Then family relationships with Smithfield Pork, which is in Smithfield, Virginia, that do the hams, et cetera, da, da, da. <clears throat> but their farm is on the ocean. So... There was also naval bases, so there were people, kid, young kids coming in from all over the country to work it, to their parents would be at the naval bases. So um, I got inspired by a lot of that shit. So like surfing and skateboarding is there and like uh, all of that, you know, stuff, pot, smoking pot early, like made me love golf too. That it is was a perfect. A, it's an important part thing. of adolescence. Yeah. And I kind of tied it with golf and the animals and all of those things. Right? Wait, so you, so as a kid, you just go out, look at animals, hit a white ball, and smoke weed? Yeah, with a group of friends that, that were like great. five, seven years older than me. Right. Because I got a job at a golf course when I was like 12. Right. These dudes are like 16, 18, playing with the old starter and the fucking right. guy that fixed the you know persimmons woods. That like, sounds like a show to me. It really was really a great thing for me, actually, yeah. getting that job and getting addicted to golf at such a young age because now I can... Um, I'm doing golf, but one of the things he gave me was, uh, it was some billionaire, some guy grew up with no money. He became a millionaire and then he blew all of his money and then he became a billionaire and he wrote it as simply as this. It's like, 
anything you want to do in life, business, whatever, um, most people fail because they don't line up every single little step that it's going to take to do what your goal is, right? You miss a few steps and then, you know, you're bankrupt or you give up on it or you fail or whatever, right? So somehow I read that thing and the guy became a millionaire, blew it on and became a billionaire just because he went through the same process. So it's like, if I want to get up and go get a cup of coffee right now, I have a lot of steps. Mm. And if I miss one of them, I'm not going to get the coffee back to this table. Sure. Right. Versus I have to stand up, you know, mm-hmm. and then I have to walk over there and so on and so forth. So I've always really believed in that. And like, if I'm someone who's 20 years old and starting the first business, it's like, just go ahead and start like an airline company or a car company or the next holiday in, you know, a hotel chain. None of that is any harder than starting a podcast and getting, you know, right. it's the exact same amount of steps. <laughs> it's not that hard folks. Yeah, exactly. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not, it really isn't that hard. <laughs> if you think through all the steps, right? Like it's not hard to go get a cup of coffee and come back. But if I forget four steps, it's going to be fucking very hard. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a disaster. Right. And I don't know, I think that that helped me a lot when I was young and I don't even know who wrote it, but that opened my mind up enough. Uh, LSD is helpful. LSD, man, that is a chapter in my life. LSD is helpful. <laughs> like believing that piece of paper I just said and LSD combined, <laughs> you can probably start an airline company. Tell me about your wildest trip. Just every detail. Come on. What time of day did you take the, take the hit? Was one it time an in, One time I was on... Uh, one time I was on um, Hate Street. Oh, on a little Easter, San Francisco. Okay. On Easter. Easter morning. And um, this guy that used to tour with the dead, da da da, gave me liquid acid and I took a couple drops of it when Whoa. I was probably like 23. Whoa. A couple drops of liquid acid is like 20 hits. At eight in the morning Ooh. on Hate Street on Ooh. Easter. And had you these, had coffee these, yet? No. There were these giant, uh, there were these giant um, stained glass type <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. Right. And so I'm like laying there and the stained glass is just completely turning into angels Amazing. and Jesus, angels and Jesus Sunday morning. Like this is just right. happening. But you know, I'm like, it's the most beautiful thing that's and ever we, happened in my life. This is your first time? No, no. Okay. Okay. Also the first time I saw the Grateful Dead Amazing. was an amazing one. That was just nuts. Washington DC started like, did, like got took acid on the train heading in to RFK Stadium and we're so excited after partying in a van all the way from Virginia Beach to Washington DC which is like a 4 hour drive no one asked what hotel we were at so the next thing you know the show is on and we're out of our minds and next thing you know the show's ending and we have no idea where our hotel is at all <laughs> like <laughs> like it was like a you know motel six or something right so i knew it was near the highway <laughs> but we took a train in and the train had stopped right so watching that um the basically rfk stadium is in like the hood of washington dc yeah so watching the hood come in to buy and sell and trade drugs with the hippies oh, that's so at late, late, like an ecosystem, late in the parking lot experience when everyone's leaving, like right. that's what's happening. Right. But we were stuck there because we couldn't get out of there. And we were trying to get rides with people and hitchhiking with like hippies on top of hippies. What, what did you? That was like, a fucking what, wild one, dude. Were you a hippie? More like red man hippie, you know, like uh, skate and surf and and like. You know, what were you wearing? Slayer. What were you wearing on this particular day? I got a picture. Like, draw, draw, like Really baggy shorts. Okay. With a like, belt. Like Jenko shorts or no, like? No, no, no. Like no. drawers. Okay. Skate brand. Okay, cool, cool. 
Not Jenko drawers. Right? Okay, got it. Um, Actually, I don't. Probably. What are drawers? Ready. I don't know what drawers are. I'm sorry, I lied. It's um, an sure. old skate brand. It's an old skate brand that were like really baggy. Um, like it's more suit? like snowboard, snowboard and skateboard rather than like urban or. So is it like is it like the belt is cinched around your waist? No, you just wear. Back then, whatever year that was, right? Right. I'm nineties. Yeah, like the the skate fashion was like really really big shorts, right? Like even bigger than the rappers. Like is it like Carhartt shorts, kind of? Kind of deal. Okay, cool. Like crisscross, maybe? No, no. I no. keep fucking this up. Yeah, you're definitely I'll see a photo. in that direction. I'll see. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my finger on it. No, uh, drawers, dub, DC, right? Like skate, right? Did skate you, and snowboard brands. Did you carry a board with you? Snowboard at the Grateful skateboard. Dead show. A skateboard with the DC shoes. No. Not at the Grateful Dead show. No, that wouldn't really go well. I love that you post. I'd lose it. Yeah, on your stories, you do. You'll you play a lot of music in the car, and I love that you respect (laughs) the Grateful Dead. (laughs) On my personal, right? Oh, is that your personal? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's not on the. Oh, right. The other one's a little bit. The other one's like less. uh, You know. Are you private? Is your personal account private? Fuck that. Wide open. My kids were born on Instagram. (laughs) I cut the cord on Instagram. You did not. Remington. You should. Can you throw it up so I can see it? It's too They're far to go back. It's coast. deep. It's, it's deep. too far to go back. If you know? I go that deep in the feed and start yeah, liking it's going to take me a long time to get back. Is that, is that awkward? That'd be like 4,000, 5,000 photos back. So you, you post often and you post, uh, what do you, what, what, do you care? You just, you just throw it up there. Yeah. I love, I love, again, I just love seeing what you look at on a golf course. You just look at some weird shit. It's I made a so hole in one. How about this one? My dad's member guest golf tournament. I played as a kid, country club. So he's a member of a country club. I would play there rarely because he got me a job at a municipal golf course where I would play with all the caddies and other people who worked there. And that was my introduction into golf. So um, I played in like junior club championships there. I won those when I was young. Um, And then fast forward like 35 years, I'm back at this country club playing in a member guest tournament. So the second hole... Or the third hole of the second day, we're already down like two strokes, right? We started on 15 and 18 is a par three. 185 yard hole, clubhouse and all this stuff. And how old are you at the time? This is like probably four years ago, five years ago. Okay. So I, um, I, we're, we're down two after two or whatever. So I'm a little right. upset already. Right, right. And then uh, I see an osprey feeding its babies, <laughs> like literally in a nest. <laughs> So, of course, I space out and, like, walk over. And then my dad sees me spacing out, so he puts on, like, a Jimi Hendrix song or something. What's your dad like? Oh, he's a fucking maniac. Is he really? He's the great. Yeah, he's great. He's great. <laughs> that answer is sufficient. That's he's all just I a maniac. I just need to know, know he's In also a maniac. the best way possible, <laughs> he is a fucking maniac legend. Right. So I'm looking at these birds, you know, hippieing out. Um, hear this music, whatever. Walk up to the T. All I'm thinking is, like, Yesterday you hit a six iron, you came up 10 yards short. If you just hit a five iron right now, you probably just go in. Because I just need 10 more yards. Same swing. So baby draw, thinned it barely. As soon as I thinned it, I look over and the uh, head pro is like, wow, that looks good. That looks really good. That looks really good. And then I look and I see like a big Lincoln SUV next to him. (laughs) So I put these two together, you know, and then the... Wait, what is these two together? I don't understand. The, the hole in one will get you this car. Oh. So then I hear the Osprey sc- screaming, like 
literally on Osprey, the same one I was looking at now, this thing screaming. And then I look back at the green and the girl's jumping up and down on the green. No. And I won a $60,000 car. What? Took my pro. I had to become pro to get the money. Gave the government 20 grand, my mom 20 grand, and my wife 20 grand. Out of that little Osprey given and hole in sell, one. And you sold the car. I'm yeah. assuming, hey, Took I'm the amazing. cash, went pro. You got rid of that navigator. I was not driving that to LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was not driving to LA. I always think about I would sell the car. Always. Just I'm like, done. I'm like, oh, I'm ditching this way. Ditch it. Done. Because here's actually at the last prom I played in, it was a lease. They're yeah, like, you no get thanks. a BMW this was lease. A good one. I was like, I don't want to. I have a lease. The I dealership don't... bought it back. Amazing. Their insurance paid the 60 grand. And then we just wow. divvied up the money, 130 each. Amazing. Yeah, cars retain no value, so they're not good investments. Jeff's my manager <laughs> for investments. Makes sense. Yeah. So what else, Stephen? You got anything else you want to? You got any? You got any questions for the world? I wish we had. I wish listeners could call in, but they can't. Well, so I was wondering, never mind. What is oh, the, Jeff's uh, a listener. <laughs> Jeff's what, listening. What is the experience of going into your store? You know, being in person and hmm, good as question. To, you know, so many of us online shop now. Sure. So. Um, the store is a putting green. It's a small boutique curated properties and, and different products that we're selling in there. There's a simulator. You can hit balls, whatever. There's a beautiful... Rory, Rory broke it. Rory knocked the hole in it. <laughs> two holes, actually. Um, but yeah, you can go hit balls and you can check it out and you can see like it's, it's not um, rocket science what we're doing. It's very uh, designed clean and simple. It's not, you know stuffy and country club but it's also it's not like streetwear and graffiti it's um probably more fashion and more of about the experience of the place there's a great stairs out front which is a wonderful stoop you know you can hang out callaway is building um right now a garden in the back called the callaway gardens where where golf lives and that will be um azaleas maybe jasmine Ooh. jasmine grows well solid well maybe bougainvillea or no Jasmine, putting, um, lemonade, beer, iced nice. tea, mint. Well, potential ice, Arnold Palmer situation. Ice, a little spiked vodka. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what would you? What do people buy most? What was? What's your biggest seller? Uh, hats, gloves, polos, ball markers. Hats are the bags, the, the Melbourne golf hat or shoe bags, the logo golf hat. bags, the shoe, all of it. Yeah, really. They buy the logos. Right. That's what they buy. They buy the buckets, the character logo. Yeah. His name's buckets, and they buy that script logo. Right. Um, we've done capsules with you know from like Link Soul and Jones, and, right? Um, Seamus and all the different friends that we have, and we're also doing stuff with like. Ben Hogan collection, Golden oh, really? collection, Nike. Puma. What are you gonna do with Hogan? Four cashmere sweaters, a couple polos, a couple t shirts, party around Riviera to celebrate um, Hogan's Alley. Nice. Next year. That was not a famous hole, more infamous. Yeah, it's just Hogan's Alley. I mean, isn't that oh. where isn't isn't am I incorrect where that's he made an eleven? I have no idea. Well what the fuck? We don't know our golf history. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. Maybe I'm thinking of Someone Rancho will. Park. Yeah, Hogan's Alley, I believe, it's like three holes that he always did really, really good on. They caught it like 14, 15, 16 or something. Okay, but I think you're right. Someone should DM us the I answer. think Hogan also made an 11 on Rancho. Sure. I think I think he pulled a little tin cup. Jack Nicholas, we're going to do something in Launch a Capsule and Collection that comes out. Have um, you met Jack? No, but he's going to host going a to? dinner party for us that you're Whoa. invited to. I am? At his tournament uh, in Ohio next summer. Oh, Memorial. That's so fantastic. Memorial. Wait, this summer or 2019? Next summer. 
Jeez. All yeah, right. So I'll, we're out and we're working all the way long. That's crazy. Out. What kind of calendar do you use? Like Google Calendar? My, my wife is my partner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Erica. I'm like a freak for calendars. <laughs> I find calendars and maps like art. You gave me the invitation very quickly. I did, right? Yeah. I fucking zapped yeah. that thing to you. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. I mean, it's click exact. Dry erase calendar. Yeah. Like yeah, I use those in the office. These are dry nice, erase right? in yeah. the office. That's what I really look at the most myself. And then some stuff on my phone. Yeah. How great was that calendar invite, though, huh? It's perfect. It's All you need like, to do except. is you, you wake up in the morning, you're like, that's right, I'm doing that thing yeah. with Eric because he fucking paved the way for me and I got exactly. the location right here. Bong. Do you use Google Maps or Waze? On if, uh, for traffic? Yeah. Waze. Whoa, really? That shocks me. You don't find Waze to be LA. kind of annoying? I feel like Waze is I think is I like... kind of use both. Sometimes it's more convenient when someone texts you and you click it and it just goes to Google Maps. So I I'll agree. just use that. I agree. But sometimes I open up Waze if it's like on the way home where it's already stored. You already know what you're doing as yeah. well. Like you yeah. kind of just looking for like a specific. Yeah. If the traffic is bad, Google Maps. That's clutch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so roots on it. my way story is like I was coming home from the west side, like uh, west of the 405, uh, like a Friday. I mean, it was a bad time to be in the car, you know, but it like got me off sunset and took me on a side street. And I guess it did the same with 60 other people. And we were literally on the tiniest side street blocked bumper to bumper for like, I shit you not one hour. I didn't move for an hour and I was on like the tiniest street in the world. And then I was just like, never again, dude. I'm ne- Why would you ever get off? Sun- anyway. That's it. That's you my way. That's my way. Even you have to also any of those. You have to also use common sense when following them. It, sometimes it tells <clears> you on? on the highway. <laughs> it'll say like get off the highway and then get back on the highway. Right. Right. You know, it's like why are they yeah. telling me that already? <laughs> like the traffic is changing I'm so not, quickly. They're like doing that. Yeah. Oh my god. When it, it makes no sense. It, I'm just gonna stay in the fast lane. You know, <laughs> fight all the way over nine oh and get off and come up and fight all the way back over. <laughs> But it's telling you to do it every fucking 10 minutes. It drives me Going so crazy. Going down the crazy. 405. Why? Do you have a favorite tour player? Um, it's okay if you don't. I don't have an answer to the question either. Yeah, I don't know. No. Uh, you, I, mean, I you, like a bunch of people. Who are you, you friends know? with the most, do you think? You're going to need like, what do you do? What do, you do? Yeah. JJ Spawn. Who's the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> JJ Spawn. I don't know who that is. Sounds like a comic book character. Um, no, I'm not really friends with any of the tour players like <laughs> at this point. <laughs> What else? I mean, I feel like we're pretty good. Jeff, you got any questions? Steven, you got any questions? Mm-mm. No? Uh, no more questions, Your Honor? Well, uh, how can we learn more about... Uh... Thank you. The, uh, our Instagram's at MalbonGolf, M-A-L-B-O-N-G-O-L-F. Our website's the same. We're at 800 North Fairfax. and uh, Come by. Come on by. And can you also shop online? Oh, yeah. Cool. I online love... Online is lit. MalbonGolf.com. Yes, sir. It's a promo code. MalbonGolf.com slash Eric. Promo code Let's Eric. Ten percent yeah, off. It's five percent. Five percent more if you lose if you use my name. <laughs> but dude, uh, I love the shop. I love the parties there. I love. It's just like it's a good vibe. Everybody loves golf, and it's it's. Uh, I would say it's. There's probably not. There's not any place like it that I know of where you can just show up, meet cool people, and just chill. And I love how you can spill out into the street in the summertime. You know, I look forward to it. Good. I look Thank forward. You. To do more. Thank more of you. these parties. Let's do it. Yeah. If any, how much does it cost to have a party? I'll have one. Free. Mm, free. Free. Such an enigmatic <laughs> hey, character. It's free. <laughs> For you, it's free. Just let, uh, let us know. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Jeff, Bye. you Thanks. too. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Jeff. <laughs> nice to Go meet you Go back to too. the range. A lot of fun. <laughs>